a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What is the role of the utility in economic development? Hello and welcome to Story Connect, the podcast. My name is Jared Dovers. I'm your host for today. We are continuing our broadcast from the 50th Tennessee Municipal Electric Power Association annual meeting here in Nashville, Tennessee. Today, I am joined by Mr. Brian Hercules, Vice President of the Economic Development. Vice President of Economic Development at the Rutherford County Chamber of Commerce. How are you doing today, Brian? Doing great, Jared. Thank you for uh, inviting me to be here. Well, we're really glad to have you. We just um, had your session and wanted to kind of recap. You were talking about um, the role that utilities can play in economic development and how important that can be. Sure. And and honestly, as as I spoke, I told everybody that the last word I said today was the most important one. And that truly is what, to me, that role is. And that's a partner partnership in the economic development venue. Absolutely. And so um, tell us a little bit about where, where Rutherford County is. Uh, most of our listeners probably are not, not in Middle Tennessee. So uh, where it is and who you who you partner with, like Murfreesboro Electric and that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, we're a uh, county contiguous to the Davidson County, Nashville area. We're in the MSA. We're southeast. Uh, Rutherford County is, is home to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Smyrna, Tennessee, Laverne, Tennessee, that area. Uh, but we are contiguous from the Davidson County area down I-24. Okay, and you had a you had a map that you put up at one point that had a circle around it, and you said something about that the one of the things you need to talk about when you're talking about uh, recruitment and development is actually where you are and what's around you. Absolutely, you know one of the things we play off locally, and and it truly uh, can be said about the entire state of Tennessee is within about a eight hour drive of Tennessee, you're touching 70 plus percent of the U.S. population. So if you're dealing with a client that's in the logistics business, like an Amazon or Under Armour and folks like that, that's extremely important. Literally eight hours from here, you could be in Detroit or you can be at the port in Jacksonville. Sure. And I guess, you know, that that you you, you mentioned Amazon has, has done such a big presence in Tennessee. And I imagine that's probably exactly why I'm part of it. Absolutely. You know, and, and just here in the, the, the MSA of Nashville, we have two million square foot plus buildings, one in Murfreesboro, one in Lebanon, uh, which is Wilson County. Uh, and in the Murfreesboro plant, we have small pick. So if you order a book or batteries or Twinkies, it's coming out of the Murfreesboro plant. Uh, if you order a table or a tractor or something like that, it's coming out of a large pick facility in Wilson County. Now, what does that mean? The, the local uh, Murfreesboro plant, about 1,500, 1,600 employees. In Wilson County, that's about 700 employees in the same footprint of, of, of facility. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Um, and we know Chattanooga has also got their, yep. their Amazon people in right. a lot of other places in Tennessee. Um, so it seemed like a lot of what you were talking about today was kind of using economic development to make sure that your community is kind of telling its story and putting its best, best foot forward. And you had mentioned, you know, the first step is that you guys get a request for proposal. And at that moment is when you can kind of separate yourself from other people. Sure. You know, I think the first thing you have to admit and be comfortable with in economic development, you're a salesperson. Okay. You're selling your community. And an RFI or an RFP gives you the first opportunity to sell your community. 
you need to make sure that it's a good proposal. You need to th make sure and think through what are the things besides just the footprint of the building or the greenfield that you're going to be proposing. What else would attract that company to say, I want to go look at this area. This is an area I want to be in, uh, you know, because that's what you got to get to. You've got to get to number two. You got to get to that second, you know, visit and get them physically in your community. And I think that's what some people miss about the economic, you know, hey, yeah, we've got a 200,000 square foot building. Here's a picture of it. Call us if you can use it. Sure. That's not what they want to see. They want to, you know, and you, there's a fine line. You don't want a, a book about your community, but you want your highlights. You want to know that there's a university system close, and you want to know what programs are coming out of that university system. You want to talk about your, your quality of life, your health care, all those kind of things. Just give them a taste so that they know they're not moving to a rural community that has nothing. Sure. What, what role do you think that, or at, at what point do you get involved with the electric utility, the uh, telecommunication cooperative, if there's one around, that sort of thing? Like, at what point are you picking up the phone and talking to them and getting them in this process? It, it depends. We see two different uh, requests today. One will be just send us your properties, your greenfields, your brownfields, your buildings, uh, the brochures, you know, just to give us an idea of what you have. Sometimes they'll go to that second level and say, okay, and especially if they're a very heavy user of a utility, whether it's electric, water, gas, sewer, give us some capacities, give us some redundancies, tell us about your, you know, your, your infrastructure. And again, they want a high level. And, and that's what you got to be able to get very quickly from our partners. And, and many times that turnaround is 24 hours, oh, maybe wow. 48 hours, but typically it's a one or two day process. So you've got to quickly have a partnership that will respond to you and be able to give you that information. I'm very blessed that in my community, Middle Tennessee Electric, Murfreesboro Electric, TVA, they have those capacities. I think most of the communities do. But where we miss it is we don't have that relationship. We don't have that person we can call and get that type of information quickly. Uh, so it's all about relationships, even on that internal sale. You know, then you go from there to the next phase, and that's hopefully you're, you're, you're able to achieve through your RFP a second visit. And typically that brings that client to the community. And they're going to, then they're going to sit down with you, and they may have a list of three or four pages of information that they want. And you know, then they'll begin to get down to, okay, where are your site, what, where are your uh, substation sited, where's your pump station sited, where, you know, do we have ability to grow? Because if we bring a plant that's 100,000 square feet today, we may think in the next five to 10 years, we're gonna need 200,000 square feet. So are we buying a property today that we're gonna outgrow in five years? Or do you have the capacity in the property and in infrastructure to continue to help us grow here? Uh, so then it gets real detailed. That's when I've got to bring these guys to the table, and that's typically what we do. We pick up the phone and we call that local representative and say, okay, we've got a meeting set at our office or on site on this date. Can you be there and bring information? And that's usually someone from the engineering team or a general typically, manager? Typically, it's the engineering team or a general manager. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, most of the time it's engineering. Engineering. And that's okay. what you really want. You want those people. And, and again understand in that that you need to come to the table to listen and not bring just this is the pat answer sure listen sure. to what they're asking look at your system and know what your capacities are and then also leave that impression that if there is a conflict that we can't do that today can we in the future because you know many times these companies are willing to invest sure. if they're at the right location infrastructure on the infrastructure side, sometimes they're not, sometimes they are. So don't don't queer the deal 
by just coming in going, nope, that's all we have. But have an open mind. Think open about mind, what could be through. possible. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Um, you mentioned a, uh, a specific instance where having that relationship with, in this case, it was Murfreesboro Electric. Actually, instead of you going to them, they were actually calling you. Yeah, it was a very unique situation, and, and, and it, it helped me solidify the idea that the relationship I have with that utility was solid. They were working with a customer um, that was in our community that was thinking about growing their business. They were either going to do it here are they going to do it in another plant in California? Or they were looking at greenfield sites in some other states to see what incentives there were to possibly build. Uh, and it was a, it's our number one uh, utility customer for Murfreesboro Electric in Murfreesboro. Sure. And what was happening was down the line, those folks were talking to the engineers about the possibility. And, you know, they were kind of rooting for, hey, do what you can to help us. We yeah. want to keep this plant here. Kind of tip their hat a little bit. So uh, instead of going back and pigeonholing that, my contact over there reached out and said, hey, you need to know this. Well, just so happened, uh, I have a relationship with the plant manager, and he had just shared that same information with me. But it was good to know that if I didn't have that connection, there was a, a reason for, for them to, to engage me and, and, and work through the process. And we were very, very fortunate. We achieved a $250 million plant expansion, about another 117, 18 jobs added to the community, uh, which took us to a, a, a facility now that has over 1,000 employees. That's excellent. Yeah. So be proactive, be able to tell your story, be able to respond very quickly. Have and understand the value of the partnership goes both ways. Sure. Don't just wait on your, your Chamber of Commerce or your IDB board to call you and tell you about a project. If you hear something on the street, have that relationship where you're picking up the phone saying, hey, I need to tell you guys about this. I don't know if you're working on it yet or if there's something happening yet. That's wonderful. Well, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. We really enjoyed your presentation. Um, and uh, thank you so much for sitting down and taking the time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you, Jared. Uh, We will be here for the remainder of the conference, bringing you interviews and insights. Uh, To subscribe to Story Connect, the podcast, please visit iTunes or Stitcher. To find out more information about Story Connect, including the registration for our upcoming conference, please visit us at www.storyconnect.com. This has been Story Connect, the podcast today. We've been speaking with Mr. Brian Hercules from the Rutherford County Chamber of Commerce. We thank everyone for joining us today, and I'm your host, Jared Dovers. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.